Hey everybody, it's your boy, it's your boy Grant Regato, <laughs> your host of Learning with Conversing. I don't know why I changed it up today. That's actually hella funny. I'm keeping, I'm keeping that one. That's good. I'm gonna start saying that. Hey everybody, it's your boy Grant Regato, Learning with Conversing host, and I'm here to create this podcast on my birthday. So. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for telling me happy birthday. I appreciate you guys. So um, it's funny. I have a very funny story. Uh, about 30 minutes ago, I was recording uh, other uh, a podcast, and it just stopped recording on me. So this is my second try, and I'm actually very upset, but I'm actually very ecstatic with that opening. I think that's really funny. <laughs> I'm making myself laugh. Um but yeah, uh, it was a whole bunch of self-reflection that I'm going to go over now because obviously I'm the only one that kind of heard it. So let me kind of just backtrack my mind and kind of start fresh. So this podcast today is basically just a big self-reflection. I kind of want to take the time to think about how far I came in 24 years and how much I want to accomplish within this next year. Uh, before I, before I turned 25. Um, one thing that um, <clears throat> growing up, for me, I was never too very uh, ecstatic about my birthday. I was never really looking forward to it. Um, I can't say that my whole life. Maybe after I turned 19, uh, it was one of those things is just that another day and kind of just go with the flow. When I woke up, everyone told me happy birthday. Obviously, it makes me happy. And kind of just, you know, go to dinner and do whatever it is. Um, except for my 21st birthday, I went to Tahoe and uh, found out I'm a gambler. And that's one of the things that I can, can take away from that. And, um, yeah, I mean, birthday's just been uh, been coming and going for me. But this time, I really want to take the opportunity to set a very strong system that I can follow to accomplish great things this next year. And freaking Cherry's barking um, distracted me. But I really want to use this um, this year kind of like how people use a new year and kind of set resolutions and goals and stuff like that. But um, the way I want to do it is kind of talk about my goals, self-reflect so I can kind of listen to this podcast in the future and kind of be like, oh, okay, that's kind of what I was going for and kind of just kind of set a path for me to follow for this next coming year. Um, this morning, I'm drinking my green juice and protein. Something new that I'm doing. Also, something new that I'm doing is trying to sleep at 11.30 and wake up at 8 o'clock. And also, um, limit my phone usage to a very bare minimum of checking what time it is, playing some music, and keeping it at that. Until after I finish my workout, read, or go for a walk. Um, reading right now until tomorrow, I think, because that's when my new book's going to come, is going to be very difficult because I just finished my last book. And that one's called Atomic Habits. And that's a really good book. And the one thing I really enjoyed about it was the system kind of talk that I'm explaining right now. Is that it's not about um, having goals and setting goals and reaching goals. It's about creating a system that allows you to hit your goals and then you can keep following in that system because now it becomes a way of life. It's not that um, 
goal-oriented kind of person to where, like, for instance, here's an example. Um, I want to lose 50 pounds, and I do what... Um, I do what I hear works is go run and eat less. So I go run, eat less, I lose 50 pounds, and then I stop. I stop running and I stop eating less. So eventually, the weight's going to go come back just because I'm going to go back to my old ways. And that's why I can really agree with that being goal-oriented isn't very um, a very good way to treat your goals. Just because another example of... Let's say your goal was to earn a million dollars or have a million dollars and you win the lottery a couple weeks later. You never really understood how it feels to really earn that money and kind of experience um, the system of it. You kind of just got your goal. Okay, now I got a million dollars because I won in the lottery. Now what's next? You kind of don't know how to use it. You, you may use it and foolish ways to where you want to just spend it because you have it, all this and that. But if you built a system on, oh, I'm going to save this much money, I'm going to work this hard, I'm going to get all this and that, then it kind of gives you the idea of how you're going to treat it when you get there. And you get to really enjoy the little steps like, okay, this month I saved $1,000, next month I saved 1500 Oh, and then I remember one month I saved all, all this money and then I barely spent this. So once you finally get there, you're like, okay, I got my goal, but I really enjoyed saving the money. I enjoyed spending my money smart. I enjoyed having a budget. So when you finally reach the goal of having a million dollars, you you are very frugal with your money or you're very smart because you had a system that made you that way. You're not going to be the person like, oh, I have a million dollars. Let me flaunt it. Let me do whatever it is because you have, you're very mindful with the way you got, the way you got there. <clears throat> Same thing with losing weight for me. I lost weight about four times and gained weight about four times. And that's a funny thing I like to say. I, my next thing I want to say is I lost weight five times and I never gained it back that fifth time. The fourth and final time was my fourth and final time because I have a great system now. And that's one thing that I really want to live my life about is it's not what the goal is. It's how you're going to get there and how you're going to stay there. So it's a whole thing about being sustainable. Because if it's sustainable, guess what? It's never going to leave because you're able to keep at it. You keep able to maintain it. You can add to it if you want to. You don't have to. If you get to that point of, okay, I'm, I'm happy. I'm content with where I'm at. But that's just the way I see it. <clears throat> so for me, it's funny. Um, about eight months ago, nine months ago, uh, I changed the way I worked out. And now I, um, I'm very mindful with the art of adapting and healing. So I try not to push my body to certain extents like I used to. I used to work out about seven days a week, six days a week if I was uh, a little too tired. But I was very disciplined. And also my, my gym trips would be about two hours long just because I love I loved to be at the gym. Working out is probably one of my favorite things to do. But I understand that um, you can become addicted to these things that you enjoy so much. So... One of those things is is that working out wasn't benefiting me like I wanted it to. Yeah, I I, uh, I shed some pounds and, you know, but at the end of the day, I, I never really was happy in my skin because I always kept going, working really hard, and I just kept beating myself up because it wasn't enough. The scale would go up and down, whatever, this and that. 
that's why it brings me to my next point is that um well bring me to my example of i um weighed myself on january 1st and that was the last time i weighed myself and that's going to be the last time i weigh myself until december 31st so i plan to not weigh myself at all until the end of the year just because i want to allow my body to seek the change it wants uh aesthetically rather than find results in the scale that tells me oh you lost five pounds good job but you still look the same visually and that was probably one of the biggest things is like i i, my, I reached my goal of reaching like 230 i wanted to be 230 i looked at myself i'm like you know i don't really like the way i look i'm just like skinny fat is the term people use it's like i'm not real i'm not real bulky i don't have all the muscles i'm just uh a skinny fat 230 and I was like, but this is my goal. I'm I'm 230. I'm 230 pounds. I was 265. But I why why am I not happy? And that's the reason why I correlate the number on the scale is what people like to say is just data. If you want to lose, if you want to burn fat, you use the scale for data so you can know if you're in a deficit or surplus or whatever maintenance. <clears throat> and that's kind of the way it is. But for me. I want to um, achieve my aesthetic goals by reaching goals in strength because um, I really want to be a strong person. That's something I always strive to do. Something I always found a passion is just being strong. I don't I don't really want to be a power lifter or anything like that, but I do like having um, good feats of strength. That's why a lot of my goals that I do have are um, fitness goals, but... I have a lot of goals that are going to help my mental, help my spirit, and help me financially and stuff like that, just because I feel like that's that um, I see that fit in my life. Um, one thing that I want to talk about, man, see, that's what sucks about recording twice. Like, that first one was really good, and I feel like this one is going a little bit smoother and better, but the other one had, had a pretty much good information that I'm trying to um, reel back in. That's the one thing that sucks. One thing that I hate about um, recording and stuff like that is that usually when I'm not recording is when I have really good thoughts that I was like, man, I wish I was recording, you know? But, I mean, that's just the way it goes. Hopefully things come back. But um, 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 let me talk about my goals right now and see if something comes back. <clears throat> so uh, I set I set a couple goals. Well, 15 to be exact, but five of them are extra, extraordinary goals. Goals that I don't see me doing all five of them, but I really set myself to do two of them. So um, the first 10 are I want to be able to bench press 365 pounds for three reps. I want to squat 455 pounds for three reps. Deadlift 500 pounds for three reps. I want to complete four books. I want to be able to complete a six and a half minute mile. I want to save up $10,000 separate from everything, which is, I did the math, it's $28 a day. Um, I want to be able to do one muscle up, and a muscle up is when you do a pull up and kind of bring yourself over the bar. <clears throat> and then I want to be able to do 15 pull ups in one set. I want to be able to do 200 push ups in 12 minutes. And uh, I want to make a very strong positive impact in one person's life. And that one is kind of like tricky because it's like, how do I know if I did that or not? But I think when I do it, I'm going to know. So that's probably one of the one I'm, that's probably the goal I'm really looking forward to because 
I feel like that will cause a big reaction to my in my life and kind of help me see that everything that I am doing currently is going to pay off one day and then it will help me see that it will probably really solidify the fact that I really don't think I'm going to be unsuccessful with um, the way I want to train and become a coach and have my own business and I really feel like if I can make a positive change in one person's life then I can do it over and over and over and over again, which I plan to do. Here's my extra, extraordinary goals, is that I want to be able to bench press 405 pounds for three reps, squat 500 pounds for three reps, and deadlift 550 pounds for three reps. And then another one is I want to get one of my fitness or one of my inspirations in life onto my podcast as like a, for like an interview. And another one is I want to create a short story or a book. And with that, I mean, I really want to just accomplish two of those five. If I accomplish all five and I'll accomplish all 15 goals, then I'll probably be the happiest person in the world. But it's not really about doing my goals. It's about setting myself up for success to reach all those goals with a proper system. And um, that's the way I'm going to do it. Um... With my book, I kind of already started the outline of it, and I kind of have um, a brainstorm about how I want to write it. I kind of have a, a basic guideline for how I want the plot. So it's just it's kind of just a new process for me because I never really been a writer. So, I mean, until recently, about uh, probably like seven months ago, I started doing my per, um, my perspective writings on a bunch of different topics like values and stuff like that, and I've been sending them out and having little kind of like an email subscription I sent it to everybody that asked for it once and I haven't I haven't got any complaints yet so thank you for everyone that uh, that is on that list and continue to read my writings I do appreciate you guys I love sharing these things anything that I create I love to share just because I feel like it can help someone else and if it helps one person then it makes me happy if it helps multiple even happier but the main thing about me creating anything is just to help out somebody and if it doesn't help out anybody, then that's when I have to reflect and look at it and be like, how can I make this a little bit better? How can I make this more um, easier to digest? How can I be a more effective communicator? Because that's one thing that I know about being a coach is that I have to be really effective at communicating. And that's why I want to kind of expand my value as much as I can within this within this year is because I really want to... I really want to expand and um, I really want to expand my uh, business by 26 to where I have my own my own little studio and I, I'm able to train full time and I can kind of do this on my own. Don't have to have a full time job because I'm going to have a full time business. And that's one of my major goals that I want to do. And this is step one of the system of how to get there is kind of just expand my value because the way I see revenue coming in is if I have a great span of value, then that will be able that will able me to charge that much value in return. Because if I can help someone out tremendously, then they'll they'll have no doubt to pay me whatever I charge. And that's the way I see business work for me. And that's another reason why I feel like I'm not going to be unsuccessful. It's just because I'm doing this for you. 
And if I'm doing so much work for my client and for everybody else, why would I not get the support back? You know what I mean? That's kind of the way I see it. But until then, I'm going to just keep on doing what I can to become the best cranberry in the world that I can be and constantly be that student that wants to learn and then be able to learn so much and then become the teacher because I found a way to effectively communicate it. And that's just kind of the, what I want to do. Um, I plan on I plan on reading a lot. Uh, that's one thing that I picked up during this quarantine is um, not even I picked it up before then. And here's a story of how here's a here's a story that I talked about in the last one that I want to bring up again um, is that reading was the worst thing for me in the world, and I hated reading. I, I let me tell you, I I thought I had a fourth grade reading level like about a year ago. And I told myself that and I constantly repeated that in my head that you can't read, you can't comprehend, you can't do it. And I was my biggest hater in a sense. And I wouldn't allow myself to give myself even a chance to read. So here's a story about that of how I began to read. Is um, I met with my own, uh, my old foreman and he had um, some health issues to where he hurt his leg. And he had to get surgery on his knee and everything like that. Then when I finally got to see him after his surgery... We were talking, um, this is back in December, by the way, pre-quarantine. We, uh, we were talking, um, we were just talking, and then he was telling me, he says, oh, I see I see what you're doing, you know, I'm happy for you. Um, the other day, I tried, I tried to run, and I was like, you try to run? I was like, you're, uh, you're still a little, like, you're kind of limping still as you walk, you know? And I was telling him, I was like, you can't, you can't just do that. And he says, yeah, I, I kind of hurt myself a little bit. And then I was just telling him, I was like, well, if you think of a baby, right, and a baby doesn't just start running, right? They have to crawl. Well, first they have to stabilize themselves. Then they have to crawl. Then they have to crawl with stabilization. Then they have to stand, then stabilize, and then they have to finally start walking. You know, and that that caught that you need a lot of stabilization and balance to walk. And then from there you to run. You have to put all that together. So we're no different than some, when we're learning something new or trying to remember how to do something. We're no different than how a child learns. That's why you always have to be learning and always have to be adapting. You can't treat yourself like you're better than anything because of who you think you are. That's great to feel the, to have confidence and have the, uh, the drive to do stuff that's great because that's exactly what you should be doing. But at the same time, you can't you can't be counterintuitive and tell yourself that you can do it tomorrow when it's not realistic. So like, for instance, if you're one of those people that, oh, I'm very hardworking, I can knock out anything, I can do this and that, that's great. Have that mindset. But at the same time, you also have to um, have a good system to where you can get there safely and you can do it for the rest of your life. And... That's probably one of my biggest messages for this podcast and for what I want to do is kind of just I hope everyone can kind of self-reflect after listening to this. They kind of sit back and think about, uh, am I happy with where I am right now? And if I'm not, what have I been doing that held that that I did to myself to hold me back so much? And how can I change that? So like for me, the reading thing, uh, I was holding myself back by telling myself I can't read. I can't do this. I can't comprehend. And then the way I looked at it, I said, you know what? I'm going to read three pages a day. 
So I told myself, I'm going to read three pages a day minimum, and I'm going to do that until the book's done. I set a goal, I set a deadline three times, three times, uh, or I took the pages, then I divided it by three, and I saw what day that was from the day I started, and then I set a deadline. I, I beat the deadline by about two weeks, so that's a great accomplishment, right? But if I didn't finish it, then I was going to be like, man, I didn't keep up to my word. How can I fix that? And But I did it so I don't have to self-reflect in a negative way. I can only self-reflect in a positive way is that I am actually a reader now. I'm able to do this. I, I beat my deadline. And then from there, I read it um, from my first book, Genius Foods. I ended up reading The Eagle and the Dragon. And I finished that book in about nine, nine ten days. And then the next book I read was Atomic Habits, and I finished that in six days. So it's like, if I'm if I'm able to kind of think back and self-reflect and be like, wow, I really said I couldn't read, and now I classify myself as a reader, um, then I feel like anybody can really do anything as long as they set baby steps for them to get there. Like... Whatever it may be, if there's anything holding you back that you really want to do, or not even that you think you want to do, but you know you have to do, that's probably the biggest thing about working out. Everyone doesn't really want to work out. A lot of people hate working out, but they know they need to. So you have to figure out a way that that you can enjoy something that you need to do. So whether it be walk every day for five minutes, walk every day for two minutes, whatever it may be, or practice your push-ups for five minutes, or whatever gets you going. Because the way I see it is you have to get the ball rolling, and that's going to be a big snowball effect. You're going to knock everything out one by one. You start off doing one day a week. Then now you're doing, like three months later, you're doing two days a week. Oh, shit, now you're doing three days a week. Whatever, how you see fit, but always enjoy it. Once you don't enjoy it, just go back to the bare minimum, you know? So say you set a goal like this. I'm going to go, I want to, let's talk about my six and a half minute mile. I'm like, first thing I got to do is figure out how to do a mile or where's a mile from my house and how can I, how can I accomplish that just by walking it? After I visualize it, now I can go, I'm going to walk it or I'm going to finish this mile at least twice, twice a week. I'm setting my goals right now. So I'm kind of self-reflecting right now. So I'm going to Walk a mile, so I know it's a mile. Then I'm going to do that twice a week, no matter what. I don't care what, it, what kind of day it is. I'm going to have to do a mile twice a week. Then I'm going to try to jog it. But if I don't feel like jogging it, I'm going to just walk it. Right? You know, matter of fact, I'm going to be one day a week. Or, to be honest with myself, I, I, don't even see my, I don't even see myself doing that twice a week. But since we're in this quarantine, but you can't think about where, where you're at right now. Right, you have to think about big picture. So stuff comes up. This quarantine lifts tomorrow. I can't. I can't walk a mile or do a mile twice a week. Personally, I really don't think I can. So let me say I'm gonna do that two times a month. How about that? That's more realistic. So that means two Saturdays out of the month, which is very reasonable, to go walk that mile or complete that mile, for no matter how long it takes me. I have to do that one mile, and it won't classify as my walk. I have to I have to do it with by myself or I could do it with somebody, but I have to do it. But I have to complete it twice a month. And that's the way I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna hold myself accountable. I'm gonna mark it down on my calendar. I don't think I have a calendar, but I'm gonna mark it down somewhere and I have to do it twice every four weeks. And it's gonna start sometime this week, and I have four weeks to do it. 
But let me tell you this. If I do that, then I'm going to get into the habit of completing one mile. That's all I care about. It's not about losing weight. It's, a, it's, a, it's about reaching that goal. So how can I get that goal? How can I, how can I sustainably get there? It is just by doing it appropriately. I hate running. I hate walking. I hate doing all that. But I know I have to do it. You know what I mean? So I'm going to figure out a way to implement it in my life to where I can enjoy it. And I know it's going to be like a chore. But it's one of those chores that I have to complete twice a week. I mean, not twice a week, twice a month. So, and anything extra is great. If I do it five times this month, that's great. I still, my, my bare minimums too. So if I have a down month, I know I have to just do it twice. If I have an up month, I do it eight times. Yeah, I'm going to get the reps to do it better and get faster and faster at that mile. But I can tell you this, is that if the bare minimum is two, I know I can do it. If I end up doing eight, that's even better because it's going to make me want to do it more. But my bare minimum is always going to be two until I see that I have to do more. Once I know I can do more or once I get comfortable, then I add it up. Then I go, okay, you know, I have to do it three times a month and then so on and so forth. Then maybe I might do it every day. I highly doubt it, but you kind of have to, you can't, you kind of have to think that way. What if I really start enjoying this one mile and start to make it two? And then, oh, now I'm doing three miles. And now it becomes a daily, now it becomes a monthly habit of my life to where I find a way to get my cardio in, in the kind of. Uh, more extreme extent rather than going on daily walks I kind of actually get a mile done and that's the way I see it and I mean you can have your system any other way but the most important thing is set tiny goals that you know you can do so it's kind of like a pat on your back that you know you can do and like right now I'm doing this um I hate eating vegetables matter of fact I don't hate eating vegetables I just have a hard time getting my vegetables in so I decided to get a green juice because I know it'll help my immune system and it'll help me get the nutrients I need from, from plants and greens and stuff like that. So I decided to get one and now I'm going to drink it every day. And I'm also going to drink protein, which I know I need to do. And for me, I probably need about 200 grams of protein a day just because I'm heavier. But those are a couple of things that I need to help me get to where I want to go. And those are just kind of like stepping stones into the bigger picture. Once it becomes more natural, then adding more protein to my diet is going to be easier because I already have this 22-gram uh, protein jump in the start in the morning, every morning. So you kind of have to set yourself up, kind of have to get some, get yourself up for success, and that's the way um, I see you should reach your goals. It's never about the goal. It's about how you're going to get there because once you get there, how can you get better or how can you keep on going, you know? And that's just, I guess that's pretty much it. And um, yeah, it was just a kind of a big self-reflection today. I wanted to talk about my goals and talk about some past stories that I know that I can reflect on. Um, oh, uh, one thing I want to talk about is how I, um, about eight months ago, nine months ago, when I started doing all this training, I want to reflect on that because that's like probably the biggest impact that I had on my life this past year was that um, I started training differently and, you know, I kind of acquired a different mindset on how to train. So I started doing it for about a month by myself. And then um, my aunt and my little cousin, they both came to start working out with me. And that they're my first clients. And that's kind of what drove me to actually want to try to train. And I never really thought I wanted to be a trainer 
uh, growing up in high school, I always wanted to be a strength and conditioning coach. So I'm pretty sure that's why this became almost second nature of how I wanted to uh, build the business. Because I always wanted to do this subconsciously and like growing up, playing football, seeing how um, driven the athletes were and how driven the coaches were. I really enjoyed that because I always was the kind of person that wanted to be a positive person. And me being so positive, I always wanted to impact people positive, positively. And that's why it's funny because growing up, I was so shy and uh, timid to the fact that I didn't really feel like um, talking to people. But I knew I had to talk to people to be able to make people happy. So it's one of those things that if I don't know you... And if you ever met me on the first day, you probably will remember that I was very um, <clears throat> silly or kind of just loud and obnoxious just because I feel like that was the easiest way for me to break the ice. And I didn't have to tell you anything else because because um, growing up, it wasn't the easiest, right? I was uh, in the house, you know, single parent, uh, four siblings, and making ends meet was tough. I mean, and I wasn't the one making ends meet with my mom. My mom was the one making ends meet and uh, making sure we had a roof over our heads and clothes and stuff like that. But being in that light and kind of thinking about it, it's like, how was I always so positive? But I was the one that always was, you know, like I was never upset over longer than a day. I was never mad for longer than um, than anything. I was always able to kind of keep my head up. And that's one thing or one of my biggest core values that I want to kind of bring to other people is that just because um, just because times are down, especially right now, it's like May 31st is when the lockdown or the pandemic shelter in place is supposed to lift. And it's like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do about it? Are you going to just kind of sit there and complain and be upset? Or are you going to kind of flip it on its head and enjoy what you can enjoy? Like me, I picked up some books. Um, this podcast was created during this time. Um, uh, my workouts, I've been able to try new things and experiment. So it's like, what? Everything that I've been trying to do is just kind of self-improvement. And that's what I, that's my goal for in, in life entirely is to, how can I self-improve? Because not anyone is perfect. And if you ever want to be perfect, you're probably not going to get there. That's what I've been told. And what I've been reading is that you always have to constantly be the student and, Obviously, yes, some students can teach others, but you always have to be constantly learning and constantly getting better because once you get satisfied and complacent, that's when times change and things adapt around you. And now you're kind of stuck in the stuck in the mud, having to figure out a way to get with the times, you know. So one thing that I would want everyone to do after listening to this is kind of sit back and self-reflect and kind of think about. How can I become a better person um, myself? And if I have done anything to hold me back, what can I do to um, accomplish things that I always wanted to but told myself I couldn't? Like for me, the reading example is a prime example to why I believe in anybody that wants to try to do something as long as they do it little by little and make it sustainable for their life. I know people have... A lot of things going on and it's really hard to kind of sit back and think about it, but I can almost guarantee if you sit back and think about your life 
and a little bit of self-reflection and seeing how much you hold yourself back, um, you can accomplish great things. And that's one thing that I learned in this past year. And probably one of my biggest my biggest uh, philosophies in life is that you have to only take control of what you can take control of. You can't be... You can't be upset on how other people think of you because you have no control over that. You have controls have you you have control over how you're perceived, but if people don't want to perceive you the way you're trying to perceive yourself, then that's their fault. And you kind of have to just know that you're doing everything for you and you're trying to make yourself the best person you can be. And I kind of want to end it right there and I really want to thank everybody for uh, supporting me and listening and everyone who doesn't know me. Um, that are listening uh, I'm not sure if there's anybody out there that that is the case for but thank you for telling me happy birthday I appreciate you and thank you for everyone that has been an avid listener I really do appreciate all the love and support all the listens and shares and feedback that I have been getting I appreciate you guys and I hope everybody has a wonderful day and don't forget to smash that subscribe button and leave a rating and review because this thing's now on Apple Podcasts which is a very big accomplishment for me. And I'm really ecstatic to have it there because that's where I listen to my podcast. And um, yeah. And I'm also going to leave the usual uh, feedback in the show notes where you can uh, email me whatever you want to email me, some feedback, uh, some topics for me to talk about on the show. Uh, Anything you see that I I may need to hear or read. And um, I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Um, again, um, I really do appreciate you guys and thank you for listening.